Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I am here being joined by Ms. Molly Herman today. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You are, of course, the uh, the maven behind Kitchen in the Market in maven. the Midtown Global Market. I like that. I'll take maven. The kitchen maven. Uh, and we are here, and my weather report is, hmm, it's a little sprinkly <laughs> out. <laughs> about, little to, about to get more sprinkly. Well, yeah, sprinkly out. There's some, there's some stuff moving over it. Uh, I'm just feeling bad for all the festivals and everything else today. Just yeah. going to pull a little damper. I thought that they were supposed to move through this morning and then clear out. And I was thinking, still time to go hit like corn days or garlic fest or something like that. And well, it's been a little, the weather reports have been a little off. I yeah. mean, like the, the rain has either been slower coming in or it's come in a little bit quicker. You know, I yeah. who knows? I just wait and see what's going to happen it, now. It pretty much point. is like a wait and see situation. Yeah. So hopefully you're sitting there with your cup of tea or your cup of coffee and you're hanging out with the weekly dish, just figuring out what your day is going to be like. Um, I will say this is a nice time if it is a little bit, uh, you know, like this outside. Good time to hit the farmer's market. Not as busy. That's true. Yeah. Put on a hat, put on a raincoat, raincoat. and hit it up because those are covered usually. <laughs> too. Yeah. So, and, and there'll be more there because there's not as many people. Right. So that's always nice. I always, I miss it. I miss my window because I go on Sundays because of the show. I don't usually go right after sure. here because we're doing podcast stuff, but then I miss it. <laughs> and so on Sundays, I sleep in a little too much or else I, <laughs> or else I go for a run that lasts a little too long. I've been neglectful this year. I think this is the first year that I've, I've really not hit the farmer's markets yeah. uh, in any way. Any capacity? No. Yeah. I don't I know, know why. We, well, know. we traveled a lot at the beginning of summer. And you did. So, and then I think, you know, once you have a bunch of travel, you like sort of, we, we've been homebodies a little bit. Like we yeah. haven't been going out on the weekends. So, um, I, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it, this is a weird weekend. This is a weird week, actually. I feel like it's real quiet. I feel like a lot of people are out of town. Everyone kind of has take that last week of July, first week of August, and they scoot yep. in there. And it's, I think it's because like summer sports are kind of done and wrapped up. Mm-hmm. You're not really into the fall thing yet. It's, Schools, you know, family obligations. Not have starting usually, for another week or two. Yeah, I've been checked off. When does Minneapolis start? Actually, for the first time in the, Anytime I can remember is after Labor Day now. Oh, they're, they've always been they like the back, week huh? before. Yeah, but I think they swapped. Like our neighbors go to Edina. Yeah, because their dad teaches there, and they're starting like the sixteenth. Or I mean, it's weird. They're starting a lot earlier than we are huh. this year. Yeah, no, we're still on the old. We've never Orno has never changed. It's always, always just been, been Labor Day after Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. And Which that's makes fine. sense to me. It's but, you know, they fine. have all these weird bus sharing situations they have to do now. So I don't know if that's... I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. And anybody who doesn't live in your neighborhood, <laughs> they don't know or they don't care. So that's the thing that I will say. I try not to try to talk too much about school stuff because literally... It's only about where you live and, and your yeah. specific things. And it feels like everybody else is very obsessed with all these things. I just went to a party, you know, not too long ago. And it was like these women were talking all about the Minneapolis school districts and like where to send their kids. And they were there's all of this talk oh, of yeah. like which school in which neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. I got See, nothing on this. Here's a here's a prime example of. Not having that many choices makes your life easier. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Simplification. You will go here because <laughs> it is that's the only school where you will go that's the only school <laughs> um it's kind of silly to me that this is the there's only two of these shows until we go to the state fair Ugh. like it's this show and then next week i think we have uh, uh you know hans is still not here and then um but we got another co-host and then and then it's the state fair and, and then it's state fair every single day and then it's state fair for yeah. all the things 
It's weird. Everyone keeps asking me, are you ready? And I'm like, I don't get ready until the day before. Like, you don't, I, you don't, I mean, I am you ready. Do a little, like, uh, stomach buildup. Like, well, I am trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying like to eat more salads. Like endurance, stamina. I'm really trying to sweats. It's just really about more salads right now. It's really about, like... <laughs> Do whatever you can to beat stuff. the sodium down yes. until it's ready to ramp it up. That's true. It's just that. I get it. I know it. I know it's coming. Yeah. Don't you think like that's kind of the thing? It's like, I'm not dieting. I'm just, I'm like in training mode, I think. You know, where it's like, and I do. I like, there's times where I like, there's days where like at lunch the other day, I just wasn't in for the whole bottle of wine at lunch. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to take a break from it. Yeah. And so that's kind of a... I can do those things. Yes, you can. I know. I'm available. Uh, let's talk about what did you eat this week? Uh, a couple things. We had a lovely patio lunch at Six Smith. Yeah, that was did. nice. Mm-hmm. You know, had, you had a little salad. You were true on your salad front. You had a I salad. I did. You were there. You saw me eat a salad. Yeah. I eat a lot of salads, but I also feel like my salads are not like <laughs> bare salads. Because there's a lot of blue cheese and yeah, bacon. You want to fill up. I mean, like, you do love there. a good Cobb salad. Oh, God. A Cobb is we're, like, forget it. We, like, we both die, are fans of the Cobb salad. I will die with a cheeseburger in one hand and a Cobb salad in the other. And so, in a change of role, I had the cheeseburger. Yeah, you that is. It's weird. You had, you had the, the cheeseburger and I had the cob salad. Although it was a wedge, wasn't a cob. Yes, it was a wedge, but, but with all the cobby things. <clears throat> right. Uh, you had a did I turn it into a cob? Right. So that was the. I mean, they have a lovely patio. The weather was gorgeous. And that's yeah, the a, weather that's the last couple thing. days. I think that's also why it's okay if today turn, turns into kind of a meh, because I think the last couple days have been spectacular. Yeah, and you feel like you got to do all the things when it's spectacular weather. Yeah, don't you? You're and not so, allowed to sit on a couch. Yeah, no, for, no, no way. So my husband came home like early yesterday, like. I'm not, I won't say in case his employer's listening. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't do that. Anyway, but he's like, we're going for a family bike ride. And I'm like, okay, 12 miles later. Uh, yeah, your husband's a little bit more athletic than you. He, he I mean, in is, just in his intensity. He's an energizer bunny. And I said, yes, can we go on a relaxing you know, bike ride? But, he, you know, Keith doesn't do relaxing taxi no, very well. He doesn't. So, anyway, it was all good. It was beautiful. Beautiful weather. Humidity was down. Yeah. But my prize at the end... Was was we got to eat at Ola Arepa. Oh, nice! Which I hadn't been to in a while, and I don't since the redo, right? I have not been since the redo, and it was one of those places that we used to go to a lot, you know. And then you just sort of fall out of that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious food, but that there's like this cabbage cortito salad. Have you yeah. had it recently? No, it is so good. No, I haven't been since they've done the stuff. I should go back. It's good. It has a little bit of a darker, more resorty vibe, right? So this is Ola Repa on Nicolet, Nicolet and 35th. 35th. Is mm-hmm. that it? Right. And of course, they're the ones who own Hi Hi, which is it's kind of like the little redheaded steps or it's like the little sister, you know, like actually Hi Hi is fancier and crazier and busier. Right. It's like, you know, and then Ola is kind of sitting there, the older sister going like, no, no, I'm still good. Oh, and she still is really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, so this Cortito salad, it is just like it's cabbage, it's crunchy, it's ground cherries, and it's this beautiful slab of like seared panela, which is like, you know, like a, a cheese. Uh, cheese. But they must make it in-house because it was super airy and light. Oh, really? And usually like a, you know, commercial grade panela is more dense. Yeah, it's spongy. Yeah. So... You know, Christine and Burke, if you're listening, text me and let me know if they make it in-house. Cause, <laughs> or just text or me just how me. you make yeah. it in-house. Yeah. Or where you get it. Yeah. Uh, but it is like the perfect salad to balance all of those like braised meats and beans. And it was delicious. Yeah. 
Okay. So that was worth the bike ride. Do you, and because you're gluten-free, mm-hmm. the Arepas, are they gluten-free or are they not? They are. Everything in the restaurant pretty much is gluten-free. I actually like the tostones. Yeah. So twice-fried plantains, green plantains, not sweet plantains, for those of you that are not as familiar. But, um, you know, that you fry them, smash them, fry them again. So they're like these sort of discs that can convey anything you want yeah mm-hmm. uh, and they have a vegetarian version and then a braised beef tamarind sauce pickled onion oh yeah so good so good so so good oh good okay well i ate this week at van i had a little preview That's of right. the new seafood spot which I, we've talked about on the show a little bit um it's out in spring park which is kind of in between orno and mound out in Lake Minnetonka area. So out there. Yeah, and it's it's a weird spot. I'm not going to lie. It's like the middle, it's kind of off of, you know, the 51, which is the big one that kind of winds around the lake and uh, the road. And it's sort of in this, it's in the bottom of like this building. And it used to be a called Tonka Barbecue Grill. Okay. And it was kind of a dirty, weird place. <laughs> <laughs> And trust me, the chef, Eric, he is like, yes, he had to scrub the heck out of that place. Well, and, think about going back to Hi Hi. Oh, it was a strip club. Right. right? Like, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do a lot of deep cleaning. <laughs> um, and so it's but it's really cute and it's really airy and it's this kind of a spare room. There's not a lot of tchotchkes, which is actually kind of nice. It's kind of calming. Yeah. Really great tables, really great comfortable chairs. And, they and have, is it right on the lake? Like you have lake views? You're not, or? You have views across. Like okay. there's a road between you and the lake. Got but it. But you're there. You're there. And and what I love is he's opened the windows or he's got these big windows. And then he's oriented the table so that even two tops are sitting at four top tables. They're all four tops. Okay. And they're all rounds. So hmm. even two will be sitting at a four top and you're facing... You're sitting outward like cafe. Oh, it's very cafe bistro style. Yeah, feel. Like, yeah. So you're like staring out at the lake, even if you're sitting the two of you. That's nice. I know. I thought that was a sweet move. Yeah. And it feels so. We were there for a preview, and the um, food looked gorgeous. Oh, by the it's way. it's stunning. It's I can't believe that like we get that out. You know that way. You know we have Belcor. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's the closest thing we have to it. And Belcor is going to definitely be French and definitely have, you know, all the bells and whistles. This is just a little bit more spare of an experience, but mm-hmm. it's also a little quieter and a little easier and a little bit more able to make it yours. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like Belcor has all of the feelings and you know what it is when you walk in and there's, you know, there's definite structure to it all. This is a little bit looser, but um, I feel like. We walked in and like we were sitting there for preview and then a couple had walked in and I think that they were not invited, but they were like in the neighborhood and they were off the lake, you know, so they were in there like, you know, sweatshirt and and lake shorts and, this, you know, the guys in his windbreaker and all the rest. And they were like, yeah, and they felt just as fine sitting down and having dinner. Okay, so So, fancy, but you don't have to dress up. Right. I will say there was Bill Somerville and his date were next to us and he was in a coat and she was in this gorgeous jumper and you know what I mean like there were people who were tonied up and there were people who were just chilled out but it didn't you know it didn't matter the wine list is spectacular and it looks just beautiful and i'm very excited about it who's so, there some do you know i don't know i'm not sure if it was somerville or not quite honestly, okay. because he was there <laughs> right. but yet but they have a psalm on staff and mm-hmm. she actually talked to us i you know of course i if you have a psalm on staff i'm an user yeah and so i always say i asked that i asked about what the good wines were and then he's our server said here let's let me send you our psalm over and she was lovely and perfect and she she recommended a great bottle of wine so really really and and i you know it's like to be able to get seared scallops and halibut and uni and hamachi and that octopus looked gorgeous the octopus was spectacular so if you're into seafood 
they have a mushroom dish too that was just decadent as all get out. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of different, and there's duck on the menu as well. You're not going to find a burger. You're probably not going to get a steak either. Right. And that's, you're just, but it's really, it's a fun, different way of looking at dining, especially out there. Okay. <laughs> Where there's like, you know, my favorite, the narrows. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about, uh, we have some great stuff today. We're going to talk about the, um, we're going to talk a lot about some chain restaurants, and we're going to talk about the industry, and then we're going to talk about some cooking stuff. So we are The Weekly Dish, brought to you by El Burrito Mercado, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, so we don't often talk about uh, chain restaurants or fast food on the show <laughs> because it's a known quantity, quite honestly, and it's maybe not as healthy to eat free, you know, as as in a, in a lot of ways and for, you know, the way that... It's just not good to eat it all the time. But it's what part I'm of our food environment. But it is. And there's a lot of things that are really interesting, and especially as far as business goes. I think mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting to see a national impact of, you know, food makers and food sellers. Um, I'm going to tell you, there's a couple things happening in the big world of food news and the chains, which is also why I wanted to put on the Facebook page. I did put a question out there for you guys to weigh in since we're talking about fast food stuff. Um, we're asking about what are your fast food guilty pleasures? We all know Shanson, Shane eats Taco Bell in her car. <laughs> <clears throat> and that Smirchie loves uh, Culver's Double Deluxe Burger like none other. Oh, God, I love that burger. Um, but I want to know what your fast food order is or what your go-to fast food is over on the Facebooks. Do you want me to tell you my No, I'm going to have you hold. Okay. I'm going to tell you. I'm in a holding pattern. You're in, you're in holding. Some people have said Popeye's mac and cheese, which is, I didn't even think of. I don't even have a Popeye's like habit yet. And then uh, Kathy Kathy said $1 tacos at Burger King. She's up for the $1 tacos. They tacos? She, they just launched them. And she said, I grew up in California eating Jack in the Box tacos. And these BK ones are pretty close to that experience. Huh. $1 tacos at BK. I know. Okay, it scares know. me. There, well, we're going to talk a little bit later, but this whole pricing thing, oh. the cost of food. Okay. This is where fast food is, well, I mean, right. is, is deceiving. Well, Nacho Supreme and a chili cheese burrito from Taco Bell would get Hanson in an uproar. She'd love that. Hush Puppies at John Silver's. Chili, Chilitos at Zantigo. I don't have a Zantigo thing either. That's a very small chain. I don't think, I think. I've ever been there. It's a northern... Mexican chain, I think. Well, so is Taco John's. I had never yeah, heard of Taco, Taco John's, John's is definitely here. No, for sure. But what do then, they call their little potato things? Potato Olays. Oh, potato Olays. There they are. Uh, and then there's, and then Barbara says nothing like a good, like a quarter pound of cheese, one every few months at the most, though. So good. And it's so funny because I was telling the boys last night, and the reason this comes up is because last night I was with the teenagers and they found coupons. And they found coupons that would allow them to get 100 chicken nuggets for $20. <laughs> and that's it was like, called pooling your resources. It was like buy 10, get 10 free. Yeah. And so that's what they did. They went they ordered 100 crazy. chicken nuggets from the McDonald's and they were laughing. And it was, they brought them home and it was like the spoils of the rich. You know, they like put them in a big bowl and it was just a big dip fest. And it was just funny. So how many boys? I don't know. I don't know. A bunch. You know, we had the Braden, we had the Marshall. There's, I just meant, like, are they eating 20 a piece? Or oh, are they you actually like think there's, like, si- no, it's like shovel, <laughs> shovel, shovel. And, of course, I was there. I was eating the chicken nuggets. <laughs> Not saying I felt great this morning, but I haven't had a chicken nugget in I don't know how long. And the, yeah. let's also be clear that these boys do not like the burgers. They don't eat burgers from burgers. They don't eat McDonald's food. Most of them are pretty. Where was it from? Was it McDonald's? McDonald's. It was McDonald's. Chicken, when I say chicken nuggets, McNuggets. Sorry. McNuggets. You yeah. didn't say McNuggets. You're right. I didn't say McNuggets. It's my bad. But the whole point is like, I was kind of thinking about fast food. And then today is also 
or this weekend now, we have finally launched, Burger King has launched the Impossible Burger. So now you can get the dun, Impossible dun, dun. Whopper and the Plain Whopper. Do you think you're going to go give it a shot? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that quick enough for you? Yep. Uh I think it, what it does for, you know, like my husband Keith is a vegetarian. It yeah. gives him an option on the road or on the fly, but he's not really a fast food guy either. No, so. no. And I think that's been the hard. Well, OK, so here's I love this. The takeout, which is a great website, but they say, let's give you 30 seconds of context. Breaking through to the meat free crowd has been the holy grail of fast food chains for decades. Right. They've yep. always been trying to do this. Any vegetarian entrees they test marketed were treated as novelty. Didn't stay on the menu. Um they came up with a hundred reasons why those failed, but nothing tasted good. Basically, if you really want to get down to it, they didn't know how to make fast taste good. But then Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat roared onto the scene over the past couple of years, and the companies have produced these plant-based burger patties that replicated the flavor and texture of beef, beef closer to than anything that's been there before. Um, that a faux burger could taste pretty close to a real deal burger was one significant psychology hurdle for consumers to overcome, and now people love them, right? So my question is, is like, I, I don't think that, you know, people that don't eat meat want their burgers to taste like meat. You think that. So so really, they're appealing to customers that maybe they still want the convenience of the fast food, but they're trying to be healthier. I think you are wrong in the fact that there is an entire generation that have switched to being that were not raised and that don't have a thing against the flavor of meat, they're doing it for a reason. They are going meatless for the environment well, or they're most, going for most health. Most people do go vegetarian for a reason. But my point is, is if you've been vegetarian for a long time, like you, but that's what I'm saying is like there's that this is, taste. there's a lot of people who are, who are hearkening back to the meat days okay. who are wanting that taste. Okay. When Allie Kaplan comes in, we're going to, he's never her. eaten meat ever. She's never eaten meat. She's, no, ever. So she's Even no. When she was little. No, she has no memory of this, and she's okay. going to call or text and get mad at me for saying all these things. Sorry, but I'm just telling <laughs> you that that's that's her. That's what I'm saying. This is not the vegetarian who is who is like been born and bred and is is completely you know Committed like to the cause. Yeah, this is someone who is saying, I you know what, I'm going to give up meat because of the environment because of and I'm going to eat meatless Mondays or I'm going or I'm going to eat more less meat because right. of this. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's more of the casual. But I don't think that it's not. I think it's but I think it's also people who remember back who have quit but remember back and want that nostalgia. Okay. That's the deal. I think it's the nostalgia of it. It's not necessarily you know like they hate the taste of meat. They're doing it for another reason I guess. Right. I guess we're saying the same thing. Um, okay. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> Different ways. Um, but the thing is that comes so the thing is is that uh, I'm interested to see a taste test. And if someone has out there tasted the Impossible Whopper against the actual Whopper, and if you are a normal Whopper eater, I guess, is how I would rather. Or if you're, I guess that's the thing, is I would like to know for people who are maybe doing that, like right. kind of seeing. Because you're right, Allie Kaplan has no desire to get that kind of a burger because she doesn't have that in her lifestyle. Right. Right? So, but I'm interested in, okay, we do have Patty, and she's on the line. She's going to give us the what's up. What's up, Patty? Hey, I tried the Impossible Whopper last night. What did you think? Um, I have been plant-based for two years for health reasons. Okay. I can't yeah. tolerate animal protein. And it was heavenly. It was a little salty. Oh, good. But it tasted like a Whopper. I mean, it didn't have quite, I mean, I've had Impossible products before. But if you get it without mayo, it's plant-based. And it's, you know, it's not healthy. And yeah. no, one, no one says it is. Yeah. But it was, it was just, it was reminiscent of 
bygone days, I guess. For yeah. Me, so. Well, there you go. There's it was the nostalgia, the nostalgia thing, right? It fit, yeah. made you feel like you were back in that little bit of a of a place for a little time, yeah. right? And it's you know when you're traveling and there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good option for that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does have protein. So, I agree with that. I don't know. It was good. All right. Thanks I love it. In. Thanks, Patty. I appreciate it. I think that's the thing. It feels like a Whopper. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be an exact match. And I think for people who haven't had a Whopper in a long time, or like a fast food double quarter pounder, that whole thing, I think it feels like it. Well, and I think, that, I mean, obviously the convenience is a big factor, but how much does the impossible Whopper cost versus the regular Whopper? Do I don't know that? about that. Nope, I do not okay. know. Oh, I'm wait, it says Chicago area Burger King. This person visited the impossible Whopper cost five fifty nine. And thirty cents more with cheese, which is I think a little bit more expensive than the other Whoppers. I, don't they sell Whoppers for like two bucks or I something ridiculous? I know. Well, that's I always think of the double cheeseburger on the dollar menu at McDonald's, yeah. but this is different. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, just letting you know, uh, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about some interesting restaurant news and the kind of the state of restaurants. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about some chain stuff. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish, brought to you by Alberto Mercado. Good morning and welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman this morning. Guten Morgen, everyone. Guten Morgen. And we are, uh, we're talking about something we don't often talk about, which is fast food and chain restaurants. And we wanted to let you know that there's a poll going on over on the Facebook page about what your favorite uh, chain restaurant or fast food really uh, guilty pleasure or just loud and proud flag that you're flying, I guess. Your fast food flag, flying your fast food flag. <laughs> However you're Freaky feeling fast food yeah. bag. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to also, before we got into a couple of the things we want to talk about today, I wanted, to let, I wanted to ask you about this. Did you hear that Pizza Hut has announced that they are closing over 500 dine-in locations around the country? And uh, Yum Brand CEO Greg Creed, he talks about transitioning to a more modern delivery and carryout focused asset base. So really, they're just following Domino's model. Who? What? What? So really, they're just going to follow Domino's model because that's all Domino's is, is delivery and carry out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're following everybody's model. Yeah. I think everybody is moving to the fact that I think that for pizza, especially they were the anomaly, but they were the first they were the originators of like pizza restaurants. Right. And oh, then I remember plenty of everybody pizza else had dinners. Yeah. Well, and this is my point. So you do have Pizza Hut memories as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like as a tennis team in high school, we would all go there afterwards and you know put all the tables together. And yeah, that was where we would go. And you're in the South, just to clarify yep. for people, this is yep. also not, you know, I always like to access your childhood memories to make sure that we're nationally represented. Sure, because different chains, different places. Different. Can I tell you, though, the one thing that is really funny is that it is the Twitterverse kind of responded with the notes to the how they were doing. And it seems that they were nostalgic over time spent going for the buffet and playing the games and the loss of a favorite local spot where uh, where after sports activities. It seems that it was a big team. Exactly what we did. I know, and I think about that too. In soccer tournaments, we used to go to, you know, because it's easy, and there was like, you can get pizzas. Think about it. There's not that, I mean, there's high-end pizza restaurants, right? We're talking Young Joni and Hello Pizza. But those weren't around at the time. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like right now, the current landscape is like, you have your high-end pizza restaurants, Mm -hmm. and then you have, but we don't really have like pizza shops like we used to. Well, I think there's some local ones, you know, like Fat Lorenzo's and Parkway Pizza and uh, like local pizza. Those are tiny, hangs, yeah, small. But they're, not, but they're not chains. Right. Well, no, I know. But it, yeah, so like there's, but is there, is there pizza restaurants anymore? 
I mean, that you're thinking about. Like, think of the like kind of average Joe pizza restaurants. I suppose Carboni's is the big chain locally. They, and you can yeah. eat in at Carboni's, can't you? Well, yeah, but you, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, Fat Lorenzo's and Parkway, you can still do that, too. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that. I'm just saying as far as, like, the proliferation of stuff... You know, like the bigger scape of things. Yeah. It's not a lot of like how many burger places can you go sit and eat in? A lot. Here's another one that I had never heard of till we moved here. Pizza Ranch. Yeah, Pizza Ranch is a pizza buffet. Is that what it is? Yeah. I've, I've only seen them. I've never been in. Oh, I guess there's that CC's, right? CC's oh, is, CC's, is yeah. a pizza buffet. Yeah. I guess I don't. Yeah. The weird thing about it, I guess it's strange when you think about a pizza buffet, but it's really not strange because that's what a slice shop is. If you go to New York, there's yeah. slice shops everywhere. Sure. But there's not like a did restaurant. Did you guys have Hungry Howie's up here? I don't think we did. Okay, so that was more of a southern chain, and it was it was like the subway of pizzas. So it was like bright yellow, and there were tables, but they wanted a fast turnover. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I so don't that have was any a, Hungry Howie's. Huh? You, you could do, you know, carry out delivery, but you could eat in if you wanted to. Rocky Rococo's. Did you have a Rocky we Rococo's? Oh, Rocky Rococo's was like that sort of thick. Italian. I don't remember. It was Wisconsin and, and Illinois area, I feel okay. like. And then there's, here's the other thing is like, but there's like, I guess that's it. I guess there's people who have pizza on their menu and then that that's kind of their thing mm-hmm. or their, but like, that's the weird thing about Pizza Hut's closing is that it's like they had dine-in places and yet they were also major players in delivery. Right. Well, and they were the only game in town yeah. for a long time, right? Like yeah. they were the only place you could get delivery from unless there was a local shop that was doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to think of like, uh, we used to go with, I mean, yeah, like there was one in Excelsior when I was growing up and we would go after the movie or before the movie at the dock. Yeah. No, I, I and then the red vinyl uh, seats with the wood backs. That's what I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Well, and there was a move that they were trying to rebrand with the red roof a little bit harder. And it was sort of a throwback to that. Like, a, like earlier this summer, again. they talked about rebranding, okay. you know, like kind of coming back to the red roof. But that to me says location and dine right. in and everything right. else. And so then it's like, you know, the fact that, but let's be clear, Pizza Hut currently operates 7,496 restaurants across the nation. So they're not doing So they're really coming okay. down to 7,000. So, <laughs> I mean, like it's 400 that are closing. Also, they're owned by Yum. So, Yum Brands. Uh, mm-hmm. Yum Brands. What else does that encompass? Uh, Yum Brands is pretty big. You might have to look it up. I think that's the, I think they own God, Burger King got sold a couple times. Wasn't that pizza or Pepsi too at one point? I, yeah, Pepsi. I'm not sure. You have to look it up. Okay, I'm I don't looking. have all the I'm lists looking. of all those things. Um, but yeah, I do believe that that's the carryout. I also think pizza is super personal and and locational, like regional in terms of it's hard for you to drive past one like two pizza shops that are good in order to get to like a pizza restaurant that yeah. you would patronize. So okay. if it's not in your area, it's only three it's KFC pizza hut and taco bell. That's okay. all under yum brands. Okay. There you go. But they're a big, like they're a big player. They're not going to really be hurting. No, 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 no. I mean, it's a, it's a change, but it's yeah. not that drastic of a change. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about and as far as chain restaurants go is that uh Chipotle is testing a replacement for queso. Because <laughs> the queso gig has been a long journey for these guys. It's so interesting to me. Now, I mean, we go to Chipotle quite a bit. Yeah. Because this is the that's new... That's probably my fast, my fast food that I would say that's that where we, we get go them all the time. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's the new after sports hangout, right? Yeah. We used to go to Pizza Hut, and now everybody sort of goes to Chipotle. Um, 
I've never had the queso there. So I don't even know if it was good, but they were getting customer oh, complaints. So yeah. how, how bad did the queso have to be to get it customer was complaints? Bad. It was bad. Was it, it was like, like grainy. Oh, it was grainy. grainy and weird. And it was just like the consistency was all wrong. They just couldn't nail the queso because, of course, I think they were trying to do it the right way and make it naturally, make it real and not like make it like in a in a commissary somewhere way else and then you know right they do make make it in restaurant yeah and so the techniques that the you know employees have it at chipotle for something that needs to emulsify like that may not be always there every single time but so they they uh they're testing it right now in dallas detroit and san diego they released the first queso in september of 2017 but had so much negative feedback they had been tweaking the recipe um, they said that uh, they might also they're going to have uh, additional menu or tease several menu additions. Yeah, like carne month. asada. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and, carne asada. Take option. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but they're. Try- I think the funny thing about the queso thing is how I don't know. I don't. I never thought it was that big of a deal. I guess people. I like queso, but I don't like queso on my burrito. But I've watched people do it. I've watched people in line put queso on top of their burrito, like in their in like over the meat. In the oh, okay, like so it's inside the burrito. They're not wrapping the burrito and then putting the queso no. on top, like a uh-uh. smothered no. sort of thing. Mm-mm. But I, I don't I think bet you could ask for that though. You could. I'm sure you could. That would make it really. I guess That's if you're going to eat in, situation. if you're going to yeah. dine in and you're not going to take it to and go, not try to sneak it into a put movie it theater. into your purse and then get into a movie theater. <laughs> Like people who shot my name. Well, now I'm just, my whole life has changed because I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Because now they're going to search my bag and whatever. Life is so hard. I know. It's really hard when you can't get what you want all the time. Um, All right. So those were the kind of the big chain restaurant things. We do want to talk a little bit more. There's one thing I want to let you guys know before we take a break. And we are going to do the Ask Stephanie portion. So you guys can call 651-641-1071 if you have any questions or comments. But did you know that Minneapolis has recently banned any more drive-through windows? In I mean, they're n- any new? No, yes, any they're new. the first major American city to ban new drive-through windows. Minneapolis, so it's a big stance. It is a big stance. It's like other big cities. You know, we have already M- Minneapolis has already limited drive-throughs to specific areas and banned them for p- pedestrian-friendly districts because of that. But because it's a new, it's a nuisance. Um, idling cars ratchet up traffic and noise, and they make streets less friendly to walk for bikers. But um, they apparently they don't receive many applications to take for windows for businesses to open drive-throughs but they're saying that uh other than like Walgreens, Starbucks and Bank of America but they're saying that they are the, this is the largest american city to enact a ban and it's largely because of it's it's the environment well and i think minneapolis is uniquely set up for this because we have such great access to bike lanes and bike trails yeah you know what i mean I, so people have other ways of getting around and our trans our metro transit is really good um, so for some cities, this is not even possible. No, no. And, and I mean, this is important to understand. Right. This is, although, the, you know, of course, people are saying, so it's Lisa Bender, councilman, who first uh, sponsored the ordinance back in 2016, which failed, but now it's passed. Um, of course, it, the convenience aspect of it, um, the wa- local Walgreens developer told the paper that parents especially preferred being able to pick up what they need from their cars with sick kids. I, I totally did the Walgreens drive through yeah. many times. Oh, my God. Agency. So many times. And then you got to understand, like we're talking ATMs. We're talking we're talking everything. This is not just fast food. And so think about this. Does anybody really want to walk up to an ATM on a bitter winter night and stand exposed waiting for cash in the cold? But this doesn't mean that the current 
drive-thrus are going away. No, no. So you can f- still find drive-thrus. They're just not yes. going to be building new. They're just not going to be. So it's the developers are ratcheting yeah. up the fear. And then we're all going, <laughs> yeah, I got it. It's And also, this is just Minneapolis. Yep. This is not. I mean, the suburbs, you all are fine <laughs> with your driving <laughs> and your cars because I'm one of them. And I'm fine with that. That's fine. And there's a lot of space. There's enough space. It's not pedestrian friendly out there. Anyway. It's very true. <laughs> so there it is. But that I thought was interesting that uh, they've been, uh, you know, because drive-ins are uh, mostly associated with fast food phenomenon. And, you know, my, McDonald's didn't open the first drive through until 1975. But now the system accounts for the majority of its business. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They were instrumental, I think, in changing the well, changing the way people eat. Yeah. Period. Because yeah. of that drive through situation. Good lord. Uh, and then um, you know they're saying, I guess, I guess Baldwin Park, California, did it. You know, the home of In and Out Burger did it with a nine month moratorium to curb obesity, which I think is funny because I don't think your nine months of not drive through is going to really change. At a fast food yeah, I think that's kind of a the message, that's silly. The message is a little muddied there. Yeah, but this one was a little bit more about climate response. And according to data from the EPA about emissions from idling cars, limiting drive through traffic is making them safer and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. There's the fast food news. Again, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So feel free to give us a call. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So feel free to give us a call. 651-641-1071 or send us a note. Uh, like Lady Kin, our friend Catherine Nelson on Twitter, she sent us a note asking uh, if we have a fun new place for her to take her nieces for lunch next Saturday who are heading off to their sophomore and senior years at college. One of them is vegan. Um so that's what we're looking for. Fun new place to take nieces for lunch new next Saturday. One is vegan. You know, I kind of think Jay Selby's is a really fun idea because you can find it's like a casual place. You can go and get lunch. Um, you can get one of those big old burgers. You know, they get mm-hmm. the dirt that they call it the dirty secret. And it's a bur- it's like a Big Mac. Um, and yet you can also get like, you know, cauliflower, buffalo wings. You know, the food is good. It's, and you can get vegetable yeah, and they have stuff. Like really good smoothies and yeah, things like that. They're, they're the kind of thing where it's like you can be an omnivore and be happy there in terms of instead of making your vegan feel like they can be serviced like with a few things mm-hmm. somewhere else. That's well, one option. Um, not new, but Birchwood Cafe is kind of fun. Yeah. And, and they have more of a brunchy situation that you could do if you yep. wanted brunch or lunch. Mm hmm. Um, and it's just a nice atmosphere, kind of bright and sunny if it's a, yep. if it's a gorgeous day. Yeah, I agree on those, both of those. Um, yeah, because that's also a great place. They have very have an you know an understanding of like what it means to be vegan and yeah. also an also a carnivore. I would think a lot of the um, you know if you go into the Asian genre, you can eat a little more vegan. Ish, well, fish sauce. Hmm, let me think about that. Well, it depends, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. re, I'm gonna rethink that. You're gonna think about that one. Well, yeah. it, yeah, I guess it really does depend on Indian's really easy. Mm-hmm. Indian is really easy. Gorka Palace, except is one for of my favorite butter, uh, I guess. In yeah, but not all of them have the butter or cream. You know, yeah, they that's have a lot true. Of dal and yeah, actually, the Indian cuisine is really mm-hmm. easy to do. You just have to sort of make sure that there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of there's weird things that people I don't know about that I've been told by vegans. Like, for instance, margarine is not vegan, even though it's a plant based butter spread, but it has it uses certain 
animal products in like the processing. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um, another option if you want something super casual is if you go to the Midtown Global Market, there are so many food choices there that Ooh, they can that's choose a good idea. what they want. And Hot Indian um, has some great vegan options. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, everybody can get whatever they want. That's a really good idea, Catherine. I, th- I like that idea. And she's been there because she's been to the cookbook swap. Oh, there you go. There it is. Which uh, we might be having. Yeah, we are going to talk about that. If you are up for cookbook swapping again, just give us the uh, just give, give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs up somewhere. We like that business. All right, we do have Stacy on the line. Hey, Stacy, what's going on today? Oh, I can't wait for the cookbook swap. I love it. Woo-hoo! So good. Hey, you guys, I've got a question. I've got twenty work colleagues coming to my house for. Um, a little after work gathering, and I want to cater it, but with something uh, Mexican, Spanish oriented. So I don't want Chipotle. I'd like something a little bit more interesting because they're all coming out of town. Do you have any recommendations? Okay. Well, I do love, I mean, El Burrito Mercado is going to have, you can kind of work with them to find, you know, like the, if you want to do like a tamale bar or do something that has a lot of customizable salsas and different fresh things, you can always kind of work with them on that stuff. You know, like it doesn't have to be just straight taco bar. Um, and I think that's really good. Yeah. I think, uh, Taco Cat is more like hipster. Mexican food. So they have some really, um, interesting options that are not sort of your traditional options and toppings. They can do a nacho bar. They can do things like that. Uh, Manny's Tortoise is also a good idea with, you know, having Mexican sandwiches. Ooh, Mexican sandwiches. Which is not something that people really associate right. with Mexican. The torta is a, kind of an off, you know, it's sort of off the, people don't think about it as far right. as. Right. But it's um, very traditional and has those Mexican flavors and is delicious. Uh-huh. Those are great ideas. Do you think, I mean, are they traditional? I, I always associate them with the market. Do they do catering as well? They do. They do. Ooh. Is this Stacey Muller? This is. Oh, I didn't. I just heard Stacy. It's Wolf's gal. I know we can never tell until we like hear your voice for a few seconds. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good All right, girl. See you later. That's a good idea. I know it's hard to. I always think I don't think of a torta necessarily first. You know, as right. You think of tacos and tamales and you know that kind of stuff. But yeah, El Burrito has a whole line of things that they could. You know make things special oh, for and, you. I mean, uh, that is like the traditional and beautiful. It's always going to be good. Taco Cat would be your sort of m- more, you know, different hipster ingredients. And then mayonnaise would be sort of outside the box Mexican. The beautiful you know thing else? about a torta is it's handheld. So if you have people walking around. I was wondering also if like Ola Repa would do it. Like if you would do it, like I know it's not Mexican, it's Latin American. Right. But there's a lot of great flavors. And instead of tacos, you could have an Arepa bar and do a whole bunch of stewed catering. meats. Yeah. yeah. Check into that though. I know. That would be interesting. Also, uh, El Burrito Mercado, don't they do these walking taco I don't things? know. I know that they have a taquito. They have like a guy who comes in and like sets up a, like a taco stand for you yeah you know that does in that they and then my big thing with them is like you can i mean the salsas you get to choose from and sure. like all the all the Their other accoutrements amazing too. Oh, so good so so good um okay so we are again 651-641-1071 uh if you want to give us a call uh i wanted to quickly talk about a couple things that uh people were talking about how to get in the busiest restaurants i thought this was an interesting little little piece of information that Eater put out. And I was thinking about it in terms of like, do we even have like crazy busy restaurants? You know, I guess we do. We have Demi, but that doesn't count because it's ticketed, you know, ticketed. I think, um, 
I think there are some that are still hard to get into, but a lot of it is that they don't take reservations. Right. No, I mean, that's the whole thing. They're saying, like, well, what do you do when you go? Like, what are some tactics you can do if there's no reservations, like, to be able to, like, get in? Like, Young Joni was, like, a big one that people are like, oh, you can never get into Young Joni. So these guys have some tips, and I think they're kind of true, and it kind of goes along with what we were saying as far as rainy days. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a good time to hit the market today. Guess what? It's a good time to hit, you know... A, a place where it doesn't take reservations today because people, people cancel. Yeah, they well, they just kind of they don't go, you know, and so it's they kind of hunker down. Um, but so literally, a rainy day is a good day to go. The first I'll, snow is a good time to try yes. to get into like a really fancy restaurant yes. that you've been wanting to get into. I love this too. The big TV fi- season finale, like Game of oh, Thrones yeah. night, you could have hit any restaurant and been great. Super Bowl, yeah, election night. Well, a lot of places do close on things like Super Bowl, you know, like the big ones, those kind of things. But election night is a good one too. But like a lot of the TV things, like if you don't watch that finale mm-hmm. kind of a thing, but it's like in the zeitgeist, like, I don't know, The Bachelorette is also a big one. I guess a lot of people watch that. I do not. <laughs> um, all right. There you go, you guys. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to have the second hour. We're going to talk less about restaurants and more about cooking and food. We'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. I'll you by El Burrito Mercado.